With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, what we get there? Unmatched selection, past free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Hey, welcome in. Look at the calendar. It's July 17th, 2023. 3.01 on the east, 12.01 on the west. We got some interesting topics. Uh, is it okay to ask the question everybody's asking themselves to the Angels manager in-game Last night. Uh, by the way, quick get well to Jeff Passan. He's a lead insider in Major League Baseball. Apparently a tree fell on his back and broke his back. And uh, he's on the men. He just tweeted out about, I don't know, half hour ago or so. Um, Passan doesn't like me, guys. But I would never wish bad upon any human being. It's a big KU guy. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but Passan has always kind of had this like little... Like he likes zingers my way. It's fine. I don't want anything to ever happen to him. And apparently he's got a broken back. So, uh, but I'm still sure he'll be updating on us on whether or not Otani is traded before the deadline. Uh, Rory wins in Scotland. Uh, and then, of course, we got the Open Championship this weekend. I know 
Dan Byers uh, itching to talk about that. We had an incredible, an incredible Wimbledon men's final. What was the line you had, uh, Jay Stu? It was the same line that I thought of, but you said it to me. I didn't say it to you, so I'll allow you to have credit. Um, no, I'll take full credit for this. And and Dan Byer, Dan Byer's here today, so he could tell me: Has this phrase been copyrighted? But uh, um, obviously, Djokovic didn't escape from Alcaraz. Yeah, uh. yeah. yeah. The escape from Very Alcaraz. Good. Have you heard escape that, Dan? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> you could use it for the updates moving forward. Thank All right. You. Uh, so we got a little golf, a little tennis. Oh, and I'm going to ask Rick Bucher joins us a little later on this hour. Did you guys see LeBron James is switching numbers from 6 to 23? Uh, two possible reasons. I mean, he not and, and he's saying it's because of respect for Bill Russell. Uh, I don't know. I Is it wrong to think that LeBron James is switching from 6 to, from 6 to 23 because he wants to sell more jerseys? All right? Wants to sell more jerseys. Switch numbers, everybody's got to get the new jersey. I know that I know what you think there, uh, Jay. Jay Stu thinks it's because he wants to have two numbers retired with the Lakers. And you know what? Genie will probably do that as well. Genie's got a list as the top five best Lakers. But I want to I want to get to this, and we'll have some clarity here in the next fifty six minutes, or maybe it comes out after the hour. If the Giants are going to re-sign Saquon Barkley to a long term deal, and I've heard this often. Okay, I've heard it from a lot of people. Oh boy, Giants got to resign. They're in a bad spot here. They they really got to resign Saquon Barkley because otherwise he's in the franchise tag and he won't be happy. Hmm. Okay. So help me out, guys. Do we think if a guy is not happy as a running back, then he's not going to perform well in what could be a free agent year? Like you're trying to, you're playing for. A longer, a long second term, secondary, second contract. So do we think that because he's going to make, what, like $10 million a year, he wouldn't play hard? I, I don't understand that logic. D- do you want everybody playing for, you know, playing as hard as they can? Sure. And I, I would understand, like, if your, assist, if your season goes bad and you're not playing for anything except for, but, yeah, but then he's still getting for his yards, one, not necessarily for his bonuses because it's all flat, but two for next year. And help me out. What would cause me to not want Saquon Barkley to run angry? And and I do understand that guys in the locker room and your energy's better. And he's a he's a leader. He's got a great smile, and he came back from uh, his injury and. Yeah, all that's great. So you got to overpay him because you're worried about he might be upset. That one, that one I don't get. The other one, our other part that I don't get, and this is, again, just a reality to how it works. Okay. Saquon Barkley was drafted fourth in the NFL draft. So his career earnings to date, because he's gone through, you know, four years of playing in the National Football League. Are he got every bit of that first contract, every penny. Hey, that's thirty-eight point uh, six million dollars. This year, it's almost flat ten. Um. So if we say, well, he 
did he play above the level of his contract? Well, he missed a year. Uh, and remember, when you sign that rookie deal, you get $20 million up front. But here's the bigger thing. Why do the Giants have to sign him long-term? If, if he goes through a season on a franchise tag, then they can franchise tag him again or negotiate a long-term contract extent. He's not a free agent. We do understand that, right? In the traditional sense, he's not a free agent. So $10 million is maybe a little bit below his level. And then next year, it would be probably in the 11 and change. But it's not that far off. And it's a great deal for the Giants. How do we get to this place where it seems like every broadcaster, not name me, wants the best possible scenario only for the player? And then you get the, well, you know, Daniel, they overpaid Daniel Jones. Okay. Why do they overpay Daniel Jones? We went through this last week. Do you know how hard it is to find a good starting quarterback? If you didn't sign Daniel Jones, then what were your options? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Derek Carr, for way more, for, you know, for more years, similar money. It's the reason that you're more valuable as a quarterback than you are a running back is it's harder to replace you. Where if Saquon Barkley goes down, don't get me wrong, there's a sizable void. He is a tremendous football player. He is a three-down back. But if you lose Saquon Barkley, there are other running backs on the street you can go and fill in in an ensemble cast. There aren't other quarterbacks out there. They, they just don't exist. So I, I know that for the next hour, you're going to be hit with, if you change around the dial or you listen to shows really like, well, the Giants, boy, they're up against it. They really got it. No, they're not. They got a good running back under contract for just over $10 million. That fits into their budget. The reason it's different of being a franchise tag quarterback is the average salaries of the quarterbacks is in the 40s. Here, the average salary is $10 million. It's a lot easier to take. It doesn't mean that the Giants won't sign him to a long-term deal between now and the top of the hour. It doesn't mean that. It just means that Saquon doesn't have nearly the leverage that so many of you are led to believe because people in my position don't show you that the Giants, they're fine. You don't want to play, fine. You want to play, fine. Here's the number. And if you play well, we can do this again next year. We can sign to long-term next year. Or we could, you know, you could sign elsewhere next year if we allowed you as a free agent or, as a, or if we franchise tag you, we could then trade you. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy. And affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection went one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. And you're allowed to say, hey, I don't think Daniel Jones is as good as how much money he makes. You're allowed to. I would probably agree with you. The problem with the quarterback thing is you got a guy who's got five, you know, four years under his belt. And, you know, you rolled the dice, didn't sign him to a fifth-year option. He ends up having a good year. You got a guy with four years under, you know, already under your control. You're good. It's a six, essentially six years of a quarterback, and it's really hard to find replaceable guys on the street. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Um, I did watch Sunday Night Baseball last night. 
And a little bit of it was because I happened to be at home on Saturday night when the Angels had an incredible comeback win over the Astros. Right? And then Sunday, I was like, ah. So I was flipping back and forth. And uh, uh, Harper and I, Jay Stewart, we just started Game of Thrones last night. We're like, we're out of things to watch. Like, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Like, "Ah, I've seen like one episode. All right, we'll try it, you know? So uh, we're like, all right, let me wait till this Angel game is over. And then they were up like four runs and that felt like it over. And then I was like, eh, wait. And then then they were down two runs and then they ended up losing. But uh, early in the game, and I think it was either 1-1 or the Angels were up 3-1, Buster Olney, who was the sideline reporter for ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, asked Phil Nevin, who's the manager of the Angels, this question. Really with him, it hasn't come up. It's all business. We're focused on winning baseball games right now and getting back to where we were a couple weeks ago and, and hopefully those rumors go away again. All right, the rumors are the rumors of the potential for the Angels to listen to and ultimately trade Shohei Otani at the end of the month. Uh, Bayer, you're probably the closest thing to a journalist we got here. Doesn't mean we- I'm close, but... Uh, yeah, but I mean, you've actually been a, a reporter, right? You've actually sure. done the job in that. Um, what, what do you, what'd you think of, what, what'd you think of the question? I didn't hear the question because we didn't play the question. You're and right. that was, that's the, we just had the answer to it. And I do think that there is a way, um, to bring up the topic, um, to, doesn't have to be like forthright. You could be like, how are how are you guys dealing with the the conversation that you know? I think that, I think that's actually what it was. That was so. actually that was actually where how he asked it. I don't remember word for word, but that was generally how he asked. Sure, it. and I'm 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 fine with that. So yeah, here, here's the here's the question. Let's see if I get it right. Filled with all kinds of speculation, questions about whether or not the Angels will trade Otani before the deadline. What have your conversations with him been about when you've discussed that? Okay, maybe I was wrong. Uh, what do you think? Um. I'm 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 fine with it. I I'm I'm fine with that. I would have asked just more of cuz usually they don't reveal what those conversations are. It's it's just between him and I and you know we've been able to handle it. I would have just said there there are obvious distractions. I don't think that you can deny that it's being talked about. It's it's been talked about for months. So to ask how you are responding to that and how the team is responding. I think it's a fair question especially um that's I know it's in a literally game, the, but yeah. it's literally the only thing yes. anybody's talking about, right? In Correct. baseball. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jay Stu, you got a problem with it? I don't have a problem with the question because that's what um, all the viewers want. So I, th- I think if you have a uh, an audience with Phil Nevin in that moment, nobody cares uh, that uh, Joe Schmo just struck out last inning and where the Angels are in the standings. All they're thinking Castellanos about is Castellanos with a fly, high fly ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, guys, because one of the in-game interviews we saw during the All-Star game was Josh Hader. And what popped up into my mind was, when did we? when was the point where we stopped asking about those tweets that he sent, you know, years and years ago? And I, I think it was pretty soon after his teammates stood up for him like you wouldn't you wouldn't ask that question now but what what is the lifeline of something like that this hasn't been resolved so i think it's fair to keep on asking because it's still up in the air but that did pass through my mind when you know hater was mic'd up 
during the All-Star game. I didn't think they were going to ask him during the All-Star game. It was just, But at what point did we just stop and say, okay, let's move on, and this question isn't asked anymore? Yeah. Uh, Ramos, what are your thoughts? I would have asked him about Taylor Ward. That's who I want to know about. Makes no, that's a joke, by the way. Um, I think it's. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I think it was a fair question. It's like Jason said. It's the thing that everybody wants to know about Shohei Otani. It's the only question you should ask of anything about the Angels at this point. Yes. Well, as, as the Angel fan, um, I had no problem with it, and I actually think like Nevin was great about it too. Um. I, I I like I haven't watched Sunday Night Baseball all year, and Ravi I, I, is a friend. I like him. I, mean, I, I generally I'm I think I like Boog a little bit better on games, um, but I I I love the they have a better feel for the in-game player on-field interview than the Fox guys did. Uh, it was it was a, just it was a lot better. They had uh, Mike uh, Moniak. Uh, mic'd up earlier they had like a whole inning conversation and it was great it was I mean really really good and it was a it was a long inning too because their their pitcher he walked the bases loaded and it got and then they had a and then the, they had a mound visit uh, I did think that during the mound visit uh, there was a there was a moment there where you could have gone to him and go like alright what do you really do what do you normally do during a mound visit anyway yes yes John Ramos I would assume that that question was probably would you say it was pre yeah it was vetted yeah, it was before vetted. they asked Phil yes. Nevin that yeah yes so. I don't think there's any question that that question was vetted that's what that's what people have to have to understand about uh, about things like that like Buster only is not going off script and going rogue you know <laughs> no uh, chance and by the way Phil Nevin um saying that he hopes that the rumors go away oh, he he has to be disingenuous there because like. Yeah. It's kind of like on The Bachelor when the villain uh, gets voted off or whatever, and then the next episode they're like, well, now that he's gone, all the drama is behind us. <laughs> Did no. you see the new Bachelor? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't know what to think about that. I, uh, do, you I guys, do, do you guys know, without giving away, do you guys know who we're talking about? Do you know the new Bachelor? I do. I asked Jason about this morning when I came in. The golden, ba- the golden Bachelor, he's right? He's 70. Wow. Now, he looks like he's 50, but he's 70. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. He's 70 years old. My question would be... Well, how old are the Bachelorettes? Yes. I would assume... This is just a, a guess. Yeah. I would assume they're like at the, at the most no older than 50 years old. Who's the youngest one going to be? Oh man! What? It's kind of a, what? This is a slippery slope here. Of course, it's maybe, a slippery slope, but that's what yeah, thirty-five uh, or so. Thirty-five is th- thirty-five to fifty. Well, the funny the, thing is that are they going to have some? Are they going to have some I, really old lady out there? I heard that they're going to. Well, they're going you know. uh, right. to have to air it at four o'clock Eastern <laughs> to maximize that's their great. audience. Dinner that's time. Great. Uh, <laughs> well, typically uh, the ages that you see on the show are exaggerated to the younger. In other words, there's a guy that just got voted off. Is it said he's he's 28, but he's at least 43. <laughs> so I think this time it'll be the reverse. It'll be like uh, Thelma, 61, but she's actually like 37. Thelma, I love that. It's a great, great name. <laughs> Thelma's a great name. Thelma, Rose, uh, Faye. My, my late grandma's name was Faye. There's going to be a Faye on the show. No question. Maud. 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 <laughs> Maud is amazing. That's amazing. Uh, how do we get into this? Oh, I asked the question. I was just, you were, oh, because you were using the Bachelor reference, right? You're using the Bachelor reference. Right. Yeah, you know, you're right. Um, 
Well, I mean, he does want the rumors to go away, and the best way for the rumors to go away is them to win like 10 games in a row. And then Mike Trout comes back, and they're in the playoff hunt. That's the best way for rumors to go away. All right, let's welcome in Rick Buecher from Fox Sports 1 and FoxSports.com. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. As Summer League starts to wind down. The stories continue to, uh, to, 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 to creep up here. Let's get an update on the, um, on the Damian Lillard trade. Portland supposedly not crazy interested in Tyler Hero. Uh, where are we progression-wise on those two teams working on a deal? Well, I think that uh, both sides know kind of what the framework of, of getting a deal done. And I haven't heard of as much as Portland is saying, you know, we'll, we'll consider all offers. Uh, the rest of the league knows that there's one place that Damien wants to go and nobody's going to put out an offer better than Miami in order to get him knowing that he doesn't want to be there. So, uh, both sides know what it's going to take. It's essentially Miami finding that team that will give up a future first, finding a home for Tyler Hero. So it, it has to be a three, a three-team deal. And I, I would imagine, I would imagine they can get a first-round pick for uh, for Tyler. So right now, there's just not a whole lot of urgency. We're through free uh, through free agency. That the, that market is tapped. Summer league is over. This is generally when, if there's any time that executives take time off, this is the time that they do it. And uh, so I don't know that, uh, that if, it's, if it takes an extra week or two that it's going to be a reflection of this thing not getting done. I haven't heard anything that would suggest that either the Blazers or Lillard wants to make this a game of chicken and take it into training camp or into the regular season. So I, I still expect it to get, the, to get it done, but it, at this point the, the urgency simply isn't there. All right, what's the latest on Pascal Siakam? Uh, it, he's in an interesting spot because they've had a couple of deals, potential deals that they could have made, I'm told, and, and passed on it. And at the same time, they haven't been willing to, uh, to uh, negotiate an extension. Um, he's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, coming up into the last year of his deal. And so um, it, it, Toronto's always an interesting place because you generally can't get all-star talent up there uh, via free agency. So there's a certain reluctance to let him go uh, unless they're getting that kind of talent back. And other teams are looking at it saying, well, you know, we've, we, it's, it's uh, look. He's he's durable. He's available. He's he's demonstrated that he's all starish, uh, making the all star team twice. Uh, but it's what what are they going to have to pay him going forward? And that's put a hitch in things. Uh, the one team that I know that has shown interest uh, are the Indiana Pacers, and so um, I don't I don't know that. Obi Toppin necessarily changes the dynamic there or the level of interest, but um, as of right now, it it, it would appear um, that he will be in Toronto playing it out. Hmm. Um, interesting comments from Joel Embiid, right? Like, I just want to win a championship, whether it's Philadelphia or elsewhere. How's that one landed by with people in the league? Yeah, I mean, look. This is the thing with Joel is that I, I don't, in, in a micro level, like I don't know that he always 
thinks out the impact of what he's saying. And we can go back to questioning Ben Simmons and the the play that ultimately broke that up. Um, I, I, I just and this is in a macro way. This is the problem you have when he's your best player and arguably the leader of your team. Is that you have to be intentional in everything that you say. Uh, the the idea that he's available, or I, I don't know that that's what he's thinking. That hey, I'm I'm ready to go someplace else. But he has to understand that that's how this is going to be interpreted. That he's not wed to Philly. And I will say this, Doug, and you probably know this well. Like Philadelphia is like the one. That's the one market where you don't like you don't vocalize. I have one foot in and one foot out. Right. Um, and and I guess the exception that I take is the way he spun the whole conversation. He wasn't taking any accountability for their shortcomings, and and I believe that he should. Um, he's obviously won MVP. He's been great. He's he's uh, he's evolved and developed his game, but he hasn't been without. Uh, errors or deserving of, of some criticism or shortcomings. And so that's where I'm a little like, this is, this is the issue is that uh, if your leader does, doesn't have the awareness of who he is and what he means to the organization and what he means to everybody else and what his words uh, mean to everybody else, then it's going to be very difficult for you to win a championship. And for that, it doesn't matter where Joel is. It's not location that's the issue. It's who's leading the band. You know, it, it's fascinating you mentioned that he's not really accountable. He's, it, it's, that, that is kind of a league-wide thing for the most part, though. You know, There's nobody that goes like, hey, we need to win more. I got to be better. But yeah. it, it, it is, it's, a, it's a gigantic thing that's obviously missing in that in that discussion. Um, why is LeBron changing numbers? Because. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, <laughs> you want the cynical view? I, there, there's, 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 oh, there's only two cynical views. Okay. You ready for it? I'll, I'll give you both of them. Yeah. Right. Sure. One is, and this is Jason Stewart's that, um, that he wants two numbers retired with the Lakers. My <laughs> cynical view is, a little bit love the attention, but a lot bit it increases your jersey sales. Oh, absolutely! That was the first place I went. Yeah. That was the first place I went. That that his his popularity and the, and the markers that uh, that determine popularity is uh, that's one of them. It's a big one, and there's nothing better to to goose your jersey sales. Than to change numbers because then now everybody's got to buy everybody's got to buy a new one and the jersey sales go up. That was that was the first place that I went. So uh, we, we are we are on we are on the same page there. Whatever it is, I, I mean, I, I, this is the cynical me, but it's I, I think it's been earned over the years. Like whatever LeBron said, the reason was that's not the reason. Yeah, and then he had the with the SB speech where he's like, "Hey, good news for all you guys. Oh, so I'm going to play again." So brutal. I, I just this is what I mean. This is what I struggle with because 
you know, you can find all of the positives for what LeBron has done and what he's been and, and the things that he – but but when you are a superstar of his magnitude and it comes off like – I mean, the, the, the underlying message was, you know, you guys really don't appreciate me as much as you should. Um, but, you know, fortunately I'm going to stick around and I'm going to give you a little bit more of me. Like, <laughs> like I just can't even imagine another star of his magnitude – Still feeling like he's not getting an, he's not getting enough I don't know accolades uh, love uh, you know um, warm hugs I, I don't know I don't know what it is but it, it, that would that was just you know less so the, the the you know lucky you I'm saying that today's not that day or whatever it is like that, that that's one thing that's 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 a self absorption at a special level but. The the uh, just the tone of and then the whole like I, I could go on the not cheating the game and you know the one thing I won't do is cheating the game even though I can't do what I used to do like okay well, wait a minute <laughs> I don't I don't know if those two necessarily necessarily fit either so yeah I I, uh, I struggle with it because I want to I want to admire and respect all that. LeBron has accomplished, but sometimes he makes it really hard. No question. No question. Uh, it's been over a year since DeAndre Ayton signed his deal, so now he doesn't have the ability to veto a trade. Is he a son yep. day one of the season? I'm going to say yes. I, I, think they, I, I, I think they go into the season with him and seeing how things happen, but I would not be surprised if he was on another team by Christmas because – while they have made some additions to their bench, I, uh, I I don't know that it's been enough. I think they've done a, a, an admirable job under the circumstances, certainly not uh, sparing any expense. But I, I just the role that they need in that position is, and if we're talking championship, is not the role that DeAndre Ayton ultimately wants to play. And where I think it's he's really it's really going to come up short is now that you don't have Chris Paul on the team, as much as those two might have had conflicts, Chris Paul was able to get uh, eight and a lot of looks and a lot of buckets and touches. And, and I don't know that he's going to see the same or that Bradley Beal or Devin Booker, whoever it is, is going to make that, make a concerted effort to do the same. Rick Buecher, Fox sports one. And of course uh, you read his stuff at foxsports.com. Duke, thanks so much for joining us and uh, giving us that clarity of thought on LeBron's number change because <laughs> all of us thought it was a very altruistic sort of move. Thanks for joining no, us. No doubt. Come on. That's been LeBron's – what was his goal? He wanted to be the first billion-dollar athlete, not the first guy to win X number championships or even all-time score or any of that stuff. It was – It was. Yeah, we've got to go to what the, uh, the mission statement was at the very beginning. <laughs> He's still serving that. Thanks, Buke. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Game time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Big programming note. In, um, I think it's in South Pasadena today, John Ramos' club, the 11U South Pass All-Stars, uh, have a gigantic game at 5 tonight on the West Coast time, 8 o'clock. The, the reason for the 5 o'clock start time is not just 
it'll still be hot. But they want to get the highlights in for SportsCenter on time. Is that right, John? <laughs> that is correct. And we're there. actually playing in Glendora, California. Glendora, California. Yes. Glendora is uh, Adam and Casey Jacobson. Town. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the it's Tartans. on the it's the Tartans. It's on the it's on the base of the foothills, and heat will definitely be a factor. Smog will be a factor. All right, what's the temperature at Glendora today? It I'm, will be at game time, ninety two degrees. That's hot. That's hot. Will your son pitch tonight? He will not pitch. He'll be playing first base and outfield. Okay. All right. John Ramos, ladies and gentlemen, with our Little League, South Pass Little League update. Let's get to a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Gotta be you, Dan Beyer. Doug. You are you are eight, nine years away from that, buddy. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. Some of the Little League videos I see on TikTok, man, dealing with some of these parents... Oh, yeah, I don't know. Unless John Ramos is still coaching, then then I would trust my uh, my son with him. But otherwise, I'm not too sure. Who knows? Maybe he'll be a hoopster too. You never know. Yeah. All right, Doug. Uh, the game today is big deal, little deal, no deal. Doug didn't seem too excited when I said my son would be a hoopster. You know, like no, I said no. yeah. But yes. I, it, I don't said, know if it affects. Yes. yes. Well, I don't know if it affects July. I mean, like, all right, still, we'll just play for a different AAU team. That's sure, okay. It's fine. No, it's yeah, fine. we'll right. play for the the. The J. Stu Ballers. That's who we'll play for. J. Stu team parlays? <laughs> yes. Uh, best player gets to wear number two. All right. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. Who Se- does number two work for? <laughs> you tell that turd who's boss, buddy. 76ers center Joel Embiid says his goal is to win a title in Philly or anywhere else. Is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Um, I think it's like a mid deal for anywhere else, but Philadelphia, that's a big deal. Right? Like, Philadelphia is... It's been a great city, right? They've Phillies won a World Series recently. The Eagles went to Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl recently. Um, I don't know about the Flyers. I have no idea. I don't think they're very good, but I, honest to God, have zero clue. And the 76ers have been competitive uh, since they went through the process. But they do not, they love their own. They do not like it when you talk about leaving. They just, so, I mean, think about it now. You're going to go buy, pay tickets, pay for tickets to go see James Harden, who doesn't want to be there, and Joel Embiid, who's whatever, I just want to win. Yeah, these, it's like, can we get a little bit of a PR lesson, buddy? Not great. Embiid tried to say on social media today that he was just trolling everybody with that. But I don't think that was the case because these comments happened on Thursday and then they were making headlines today on social media. I just, doesn't doesn't add up. All right, big deal, little deal, or no deal that DeAndre Hopkins chose to play for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, feels like a big deal on a multitude of levels, right? DeAndre Hopkins, it feels like he went to the highest bidder, um, which is fine. You're allowed to do that. I mean, you're, he got cut, so you want to make up the money, you're fine. Um, it's not really a pass-heavy offense. Now, obviously, he would fit the position maybe that A.J. Brown vacated, but it seems like a weird selection, you know? It, it does. It feels like the Patriots, because Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator, would have been the better fit. Or if you want to win, it's like, hey, tell me, I want to win. Okay, well, you could have gone to the Chiefs. Yeah, but I want to make more money. Well, that wasn't what you said. You said you want to win. You want to win, you go to the best team, best team, best quarterback team to use you, Chiefs. Take up a million dollars, do a one-year deal, and then you get a bigger deal next year. I, th- this is just a, it's a, 
I went to the highest bidder. And again, you're allowed to do that, but please don't go the winning was the priority. It doesn't mean that Tennessee stinks. It just means that it's a lot harder to envision Tennessee going to a Super Bowl and winning it than is Kansas City. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, Doug, that the Cowboys and Tony Pollard couldn't agree on a long-term deal. No deal. No deal. Literally, it's the same yeah. thing as this, yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing as Saquon Barkley. It's like, what are we doing? Like Tony Barker, to, Tony, uh, Pollard. Tony Pollard, they found, they discovered, and he's played at kind of a bargain based in price. Now they're playing a franchise tag, right? So, what? It's ten million dollars. He'll be fine. Yeah, he he signed his tag, so he is under contract for this season. But again, not likely to get that long term deal. Remember, he also broke his leg in that loss to the Niners in the playoff game in January. Should be ready for training camp fully, but he's coming back from a, a significant injury. All right, big deal, little deal, or no deal, Doug. It's Open Championship Week, but is it a big deal, little deal, or no deal that Rory McIlroy won the Scottish Open yesterday on the eve of the Open Championship? Um, I think it's a little deal. I mean, um, I think it's a big deal because it's Rory. It's overseas. He, a couple of incredible shots there. Uh, I did think Steph Curry winning granted like a pro-am on an Eagle was more impressive than that putt, but, uh, as a, as a, uh, a big deal, little deal, little deal. It's a little right. deal, you know, winning a major big deal, winning a, winning the minors, Big deal, little deal, or no deal that someone shouted in the backswing of Marty Fish on the 18th tee yesterday, opening the door for Steph Curry to claim the title in Lake Tahoe. That's a big deal. It's egregious. Egregious. Can't do that. That's wrong. It's wrong. It cost... Curry could have maybe won in a playoff, but I am almost guaranteed that Marty Fish would have made uh, birdie on that. Almost guaranteed? Yes. Steph reached the par five and two. They do it on the point system. Yeah. So an eagle, you know, is six points. A birdie is three. Modified modified Stableford system. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, a little more friendlier though to these amateurs. And he was totally. I mean, Fish got screwed. Like Steph had to make the putt for sure. But there's no way that Marty Fish, I think, pars that hole if some Yahoo doesn't scream in his backswing. Yeah, it was weak. Yeah, it was weak sauce. Really, really tainted to me. Yeah, uh, in a tournament that nobody cared about except uh, <laughs> Steph Curry and that guy. <laughs> yes, that's that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Kind of like I, I want to do a midway on that uh, The Bachelor, right? I just do. Coming up on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios. NFL deadline for the franchise tag players to reach a long-term extension will pass really right before Dan Byer gives us his update. What's it mean for this year? We'll tell you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.